0: Hey, welcome to the Mostly Skateboarding Podcast. I'm your host, Temple Tinelli, and I'm joined this week by Mike Munzenneider and Jason from Frozen and Carbonite. This week, we're talking about Matt Miller, but first, Alexis Sablone's new self-filmed video part for Converse. Last Friday, Converse brought us Alexis Sablone's new video part, which was a true solo part made with no involvement from anyone else. Sablone skated, filmed, edited, animated, and performed music for this thing. Mike, is this the pinnacle of self-filmed video parts?
1: Yes, full stop, definitely the pinnacle of that, like, I'm doing it all by myself, a picture. You don't really see this much anymore, but you know the guy with, like, cymbals on his head, and he's got some drums, and, like, maybe an accordion between his knees, like...
2: Oh, a one-man band. Thank you, wow, yeah. there's there's even a phrase for it, like... Don't see those around much anymore. Don't shout see out, them. Uh, shout out Willie Staley. <laughs> yeah. But yeah... The part's super rad um, for all the
1: reasons like that she made it on her own. And then I also felt like, you know, having gone and skated street solo a couple of times this summer myself where like I haven't done that for a really long time, but circumstances this summer have have demanded um, extraordinary things. And yeah, so like I definitely vibed on it just on that solo skating, solo filming tip and yeah, it's really kind of like this little edit just summed up summer 2020 really well for me. So yeah, I'm saying it's the pinnacle. What do you guys think?
2: Yeah, I thought it was uh, definitely some cool shit. You know, we've talked about Gustav being triple threat, like skating, filming, editing. Is Alexis a quintuple threat? Because skated, filmed, edited, did visuals, and did the music, so... That's five, right? Yeah, yeah, that's five, right? So yeah, quintuple threat. I mean, yeah, it was definitely some cool shit. Definitely vibed on it. One thing that was really cool that you don't see that much anymore is a really solid kickflip frontside nose slide, no slide yeah. coming out forward and like keeping momentum. You know what I mean? thought that was pretty tight. Yeah, middle of the ledge too. Like that was yeah. nail gun. That was super good.
0: Yeah, I liked, I mean, she went out and skated a handrail by herself. You know, that's like very
1: admirable and very um i don't know gnarly a steepy like yeah bad runway front board no when it dawned on me that it was all like oh this is self-filmed oh wow yeah she just fully like got two angles of a front board like solo mish that's pretty rad
0: yeah it was like really well thought out and put together like it even like kind of took me a second to realize that it was all self-filmed i think i think when she like did a trick over that barrel, and then the camera, like, panned, or, like, the the screen panned, you know? Yeah. I was like, oh, this is, like, a solo thing. But, like, previous to that, it didn't feel like a, like, you know, just riding around setting your iPhone down. There was, like, some some finesse to it.
1: Right. Which I liked.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it definitely didn't have the feel of, like, your usual, like, oh, well, Phones on the ground, like, you know what's coming up here, you know what I mean? <laughs> Plus, like, it was kind of cool because it's, like, it's kind of like the one school of just, like, skating stuff in your neighborhood, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's something kind of very chill about that as well. Yeah, I'd be interested to know, like, the, the radius
0: from her home, you know, is everything, like, within 10 blocks, or it, it all felt like the same neighborhood or close to it. yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, someone on Twitter definitely remarked it was interesting to see non-Manhattan New York City footage. What is she? Is she in Bed-Stuy, so Brooklyn?
2: Yeah, I think they, that's what they said in the GQ article. The GQ article was pretty rad by a friend of the show,
0: Noah Johnson, in GQ. Um, some, some good quotes,
2: uh, most notably about pants. <laughs> yep. Yeah, oh, it always comes back to, uh, to pants, I guess, right? But, uh, it does for us. Yeah, seriously. But one thing about the article about that I thought that was interesting was like about contest skating. Like she said that like people in the culture kind of like are dismissive of you if you skate contest. Do you guys agree with that or what?
0: I don't, I, I don't think so for for girls. Oh I, yeah. I, I think there's a gender uh, disparity there because I realized that it's just like that's like the biggest platform that girls have. Yeah, yeah. Or have had. I think that that's changing now.
1: Basically, I mean, as laid out in the in the article, which is headlined The Freewheeling Style of Pro Skater Alexis Sablone. check the show notes. It'll be there. Templeton has our back. But um, you know, it notes where how like that's where the only cash was for like the women's skate game until very recently and I'm sure there's only a couple a handful of women like, you know, getting paid enough by sponsors to really really make a go of it. But um no, yeah, I don't I don't I don't think the I think Johnson in the story said, you know, she's like a contest machine, but she's not the guy, like, she's definitely not the guy with her arms over their head, like, whooping it up after making, you know, the kickflip front board or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I might be dating my, my contest uh, thoughts with that trick, but, like, you know, it's kind of like a respectable, like, I'm just making a go of this, I don't want to have a job, and, I mean, on top of... All the contest stuff, like, she's crazy accomplished. I'm a little envious of her being 33 and, like, you know, real quick MIT degrees and, yeah, just doing really cool shit all over the place.
0: Yeah, I find it interesting when you Google Alexis, what comes up, it says in Google's, like, autocomplete, it, it says Alexis Sablon, architect. It doesn't say skateboarder as her, like, number one, uh, like, accomplishment or whatever, or what right. she's known for.
2: Yeah, I mean, architecture seems like some cool shit. You get to, like, mess around on computer. I don't know. I have no idea. But you get to, like, you know, design stuff on computers all day, blah, blah, blah. Kind of use your imagination a little bit. Seems uh, seems pretty chill. But, uh, yeah, back to the contest thing. I kind of think, like, if you, like, contribute to the culture and you, like, skate contests as well, you know what I mean? I think that's, like, different than being the dude who just keeps hanging around skating the same contests year after year. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, it's almost like all the girl contests are Tampa Pro, whereas like only Tampa Pro is Tampa Pro for guys.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I know mean. Meaning
0: Tampa Pro is like a place where everybody goes, and it's like almost a convention for skateboarding, and people outside of the normal contest circuit show up there and skate. Yeah, you get more
2: of a proper cross section of people. Right. Is Street League even a thing anymore? Like, what happened with that whole? deal i guess now i guess probably even shelved so indefinitely but like before like last year did the, were they still having those things i think they were i think they were like
0: a qualifying uh event for the oh Olympics. yeah
2: yeah yeah i remember that maybe
0: we need a street league bubble God. <laughs>
1: at the fantasy factory
0: yes god the street league bubble slash reality tv show at the fantasy factory um espn
1: you know hit us up Let's make it happen. Yeah,
2: <laughs> That it, would actually be
1: high entertainment, dude. Wow.
2: If it's anything like the NBA bubble, it would be pretty uh, entertaining. It's all the hijinks.
0: Yeah, I mean, imagine you've got, like, <laughs> Nyjah, Chaz Ortiz, Ryan Sheckler all cooped up in the fantasy factory <laughs> d- doing rich guy stuff, playing rich guy pranks on each other. Yeah. What would they be doing? Sneaking prostitutes in? <laughs> Pro- <laughs> Is anybody doing that in the NBA bubble? It seems like that's got to be happening.
2: Yeah, I think so. I th- Well, the thing about the NBA is there's, like, a hotline you can call if anyone's, uh like, violating the protocol. So, like, a while ago, people were, like, getting snitched on for, like, ordering food and stuff like that. But, you know, I haven't heard anything about uh, uh, companions. They, they, uh, they, they managed to have
1: it. no... uh. No positive COVID tests this week. I know. Like 320 dudes. No tests. No positive tests. So we'll see what happens in like week five.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm sure those guys are pretty motivated. I mean, the compensation's got to be pretty incredible for everybody involved.
1: Yeah. They're doing okay. Yeah. Um, one thing on Sablone, back to that. Um, <laughs> kind of like she's kind of the lone survivor. And I understand Ryan Gallant's out there too, but like the. PJ Ladd's wonderful, horrible life, like that fraternity, like she's she's been able to maintain like a positive image and uh, not kook out 18 years on or 17 years on from that, which is also crazy to think that she was like, it's like a just like a young teenager when that video part came out. And that was like a really eye opening section, I'd say.
0: Yeah. And also just that she's been this good for that long. Totally. I, I rewatched that part and I watched her stuff in the firm's can't stop today as like a little reminder and she gets buck. You know, she had she had the ender section in the little montage from can't stop. So that's impressive.
2: Yeah. I mean, that the shit from uh, PJ last still holds up for sure. I mean, PJ is still out there doing it in some form or fashion, like he will pop up on Instagram from time to time. You know,
0: I'll bet Alexis has had more footage than PJ since the video came out over the last eighteen
2: years. Oh yeah, probably. Because well if if you don't count like barracks, then probably, yeah.
1: Where's the like I know we got we got the nice GQ hit, but we need like the in depth PJ Ladd, long form, Times magazine. We'll we'll, we'll name check Willie Staley for a second time. We need him <laughs> we, we need the Tyshawn treatment for PJ
2: Ladd. Uh well Whoever gets that interview is going to be uh, definitely a candidate for the Pulitzer and the skernal- <laughs> skernalism for
1: sure. That I'm pitch- pitching that for Skate Grantland.
2: Skate Grant. We should do an awards show at the end of the year. Yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah, I'm all for it. Like in real life, or giving out awards on a podcast?
0: Just a just a podcast. Oh yeah. In the slow times post Christmas, we can hand out some awards
2: oh yeah yeah for sure
0: but anyway back back to Alexis Sablon and her awesome self-filmed part i was noticing she did have a photo of the um the ollie over the fence for her ender and i was like man it'd be something if she could have shot the photo too um, but she had a photographer there and it was sarah Bissett who shot it looks like all the photos for this campaign with her well-known skate photog <laughs> It's pretty rad to see a, see a pro skater, you know, branching out into or
2: getting gigs outside of on four wheels. Yeah. Yeah. Another uh, multi talented yeah. type of person. Who knew? You know what I mean? No idea. Yeah. Because skate photography is hard. You have to like time it and shit. And all the flashes. Yeah. They never work. <laughs> if
1: you have ever got actually, it's only about buddy Sam McGuire. Uh, did, the, did the flash go off? This is, of course, you know, years ago. He's pro, pro as fuck now, as they say. Um, there, I, I feel like we'd be remiss if we didn't shout out Daniel Haney, who's uh, seemingly missing his solo skate mission moment. Um, those unfamiliar with Haney
2: Foundation,
1: did he? Did he have a pro model on Foundation? He had to have. I oh, don't
2: know. was that, that guy that it. was like? Uh, he was like kind of short. He was on Maple. Nah, he was. He was in. Um, duty now for the future
1: foundation classic with brad staba and john west oh yeah yeah. but he's he's from like alabama or arkansas southern guy also was in that tim dowling movie listen because he was like an la local but the reason i bring him up was he he had a big brother interview where he self-shot all the photos of himself so he'd like set up the shot and then he'd have like a remote shutter switch in his hand and he'd like ollie the gap and hit the button Damn, I don't think I've seen that. I'm gonna have to dig that up. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, I remember there was
0: a an article maybe in Transworld where all the all the subjects were shooting themselves, and I remember a Bob Burnquist like backside ollie where he like it was like a selfie like pre cell phone selfie.
1: It was like a yeah, it was like some Canon Io three like backside ollie. Yeah, I remember like
0: it was like taped to his hand so that he
1: wouldn't drop it. (laughs) Bobby Cannon
2: hands. <laughs> oh, was that was that like one of his like twelve foot like no handed just backside ollie?
0: I one think so. Yeah, I, I feel like, like yeah. it was either I, like I an Atiba
1: thing or a um, Grant Britain thing. But yeah, Daniel Haney, he's he's on Instagram and he's like a. I might be completely wrong about this, but like an adventure camper or something like still getting after it. Did a, did a lot of kinky handrails in like
0: 1999. Yeah, I
1: always wore like a. Um, like a jungle hat. Yeah. Full bread. Yeah, he, he, he was a character. For sure.
2: But, but, uh, well, Tumplin, you're a filmer. Mike, you, you're an avid self filmer. What type of tripod setup do you have to have to, uh, do this type of shit? I
0: mean, that's you got to have question. the phone holder.
2: I feel like that's a crucial, uh, piece of kit.
0: And then I've got a Gorilla Pod, you know, so you can really, like, you can get the low angle. You can, you know, Stack up a bunch of shit and put it on there, or, like grip it onto a telephone pole or something. The pod's pretty useful.
2: Is that like a type of tripod or like a type of phone case or? A...
0: It's a tripod that's like like the legs are flexible.
2: Are moving, oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So you can just like wrap it around like a signpost and it'll stay put. Oh no shit.
1: Yeah, I need I need that in my arsenal. I'm mostly a uh, water bottle <laughs> water-, water bottle leaner. Got the little 16-ounce Nalgene, sturdy base.
0: Yeah, I dude, here's a product idea for anybody who's um, out there with the ability to do this. But a, a lid for your hydro flask that has a cell phone holder. Ooh. Because you got good weight with the full water bottle. And you could even use it as a handle. You know, grip onto that water bottle and hold the phone. So if anybody makes that yeah. happen, right. send one.
2: Free idea. Just make a note. <laughs> Million dollar ideas. Okay. All right. Gotcha. Got it.
0: What do you guys use?
2: Or Jason,
0: are you not a self filmer at all?
2: I had a tripod, but I like lost the different parts of it. So now I'll just, you know, use a water bottle or like prop it up against the curb or some shit. Pretty I easy. ordered like a little credit card
1: size like tripod. Probably not a tripod truly for a three legged piece of equipment but yeah i got this little like card thing and i'll i'll report back if i ever get it i ordered it like end of may and it's been backward the whole time so stuck with the water bottle what's that it's out there self-filming so
0: they had they had a run on camera stabilizers what else do we have to say about alexis she's gonna be listening so <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh yeah one minute video part uh is a great length just for a real quick boom boom boom, boom quick hit video part best example is scott johnson and chocolate tour yeah he pulled the same thing in the mad circle video too oh, oh yeah. i remember being super
0: disappointed yeah by the one minute uh sj part of the mad circle video
1: it might have only been like 37 seconds
2: yeah it was real short yeah that that second mad circle video was kind of weird like it had kind of like a generic type of vibe but uh like none nonetheless i used to be kind of Disappointed, like, damn, like, Scott Johnson's been pro for mad long. He's only had like one and a half video parts, but like, looking back, like, his part in the first Mad Circle video is like an all-timer. You know what I mean? And he's, that dope. So, yeah, it's dope as shit. So, he, that more than compensates for whatever, you know what I mean? 30-second, minute-long video parts. Yeah. Uh, 411 profiles,
1: rippiness catered in town. Like,
2: yeah. yeah. That was pretty
1: substantial, too. Yeah. What, what are the other all-time great short video parts, though, where you're like, okay, that was short, but that was just right, like in that minute range. Mm. Wish I'd have thought harder on this. In mm.
2: I'll
0: bet something in the aesthetics video is, like, just a minute long because I feel like that was a pretty short
1: video. Yeah, that was a concise video for sure. I mean, that Rob Welsh part is probably only, like, 2 minutes, 20 seconds, 2.30, but that's way outside our parameters.
0: Yeah, I don't know. There was a Canadian video called Tens, which was ten dudes with one minute video parts. I think I might have to edit this part out if I'm totally fucking wrong. <laughs> uh,
2: was that in like the Canadian like triple XL like white t shirt era, like the yesterday's future Grant
0: Patterson epoch? Was it, it was 2010. Oh, ten tricks each, uh. featuring skateboarding from Paul Macnow, Spencer Hamilton. Ryan Desenzo,
1: Russ Milligan, dear man of dark woods. <clears throat> anyway, totally man, wrong. That would, that would have been like the 2010 Canadian Olympic skate team, right there.
0: Yeah, Nate Rolene, one of my favorite Canadian skaters. Nate anyway, Roline. I was totally wrong about tens.
2: <laughs> Shit. So who had a really like classic? Evidently, there's, sh- not many, like, there's not that many. Not that many, like super short but super memorable one minute video part. I mean the the Keenan Milton from mouse that's oh yeah probably pretty close there yeah there you go that's pretty close but there aren't many maybe someone in like a 8th street or something I'm Trying to think back i
0: don't know it's hard to say like in the vhs era because we didn't have like a counter you know it was just like oh that part was kind of short
1: yeah yeah, yeah. And now we i should speak for myself but i'm like oh, seven minutes that's about my limit for anything you know
0: yeah, I haven't watched, like, the aunties video or anything, because I'm like, oh, that's, like, 16 minutes. It's more than
1: two bowls of cereal. Whoa. <laughs> did you did you previously measure skate videos in bowls of cereal?
0: No, but that's basically when I when I watch skate videos while I'm eating breakfast,
2: which is two bowls of cereal.
1: There you
2: go. Yeah, 16 minutes is, like, two beers, or, like, two or three beers. So yeah. Give or take. But I did watch, as I mentioned a couple weeks ago, like, the new... Or new old Jake Johnson video part, the 27 minute long part. Oh yeah. So you know. See that that video made by a uh,
1: Minnesotan Zach Moore. Shout out Zach Moore. Um, that came to mind when it was like, I bet I bet Alexis Sablone has had more footage than PJ Ladd since since the wonderful wonderful horrible life. They they stat clips in sneaky ways. These pros. They do especially with
0: all the different places things can
1: end
2: up these days.
0: Yeah, yeah hence,
2: hence the, yeah. Hence the uh, re-edit aftermarket blowing up. Yeah, especially these days. COVID edit. COVID <laughs> yeah. edit.
0: From Alexis Sablone who designs buildings, to Matt Miller, who sells them. Matt Miller is the latest to come through the skate to real estate pipeline after making a detour into the world of CBD. This week, Matt Miller put out a new video part for Visual Skateboards. And joined up with Keller Williams, Beverly Hills, after passing his real estate exam. Uh, big few weeks for Miller. Jason, what do you think about the new part?
2: Well, I definitely want to talk about the whole skate to real estate thing as a thing, because that's interesting as fuck. But um yeah, this part was, you know, definitely some cool shit. Like Matt Miller, like he's done some pretty crazy tricks in his career. He did a gnarly nose one slid, pub hideout. Like he kind of specialized in those, like, esoteric, like, Nolly nose blunt variations, like, Nolly heel nose blunt, that one, like, multicolored ledge, like, beside some steps in Sacramento that everyone skates. Yep. So, uh, yeah, it's definitely some cool shit. Like, he's always had a really crisp uh, trick selection. You know, just what was cool? Yeah, one of the best Nolliers of all time. Yeah, for sure. He's, for sure. He's high on the Nolly power ranking. Yeah, if you were going to power rank that, he'd be definitely in the top ten, maybe like top seven. But uh, yeah, it's it's, it's uh, interesting how dudes are just, you know what I mean, with the industry, you're kind of like doing other stuff, you know what I mean, as well as skating and continuing to be, you know, ripping and shit. So yeah, I thought it was some cool shit. Yeah, I think it's got to be the best video part to
1: come out, like after someone states that they have their real estate license <laughs> it's a pretty narrow field but i didn't i didn't expect to like i didn't expect anything else out of him i'm i'm a fan of his skating for all the reasons jason was talking about like, another trick that comes to mind it was maybe in a trans world video fakie hard flip to front side nose blunt slide like yeah he did a was, lot of yeah esoteric moves in general and yeah not
2: not even going to get into a trick naming uh, debate <laughs> of that one.
1: Well, I, I feel confident in that one for what it's worth. But, um, yeah, didn't see the video part coming. Just always been a, a tasteful skater, I think I would term him. He he, he he dipped into the tech esoterics, but, like, you know, he kept, yeah, he it, he kept to, it tasteful. Yeah, he manages to pull it off, I think, with the power. You
0: know, he's not, you know, doing some wacky tech shit on a tiny ledge and not sliding it far he's like popping the fuck out of that flip trick and like doing it on a huge ledge like hub hideout or something Yeah, <clears throat> it just always looks good always looks controlled he's always like popping out of stuff so it's like you know you, you get a wider margin for error if you're doing shit with style
1: and power no doubt should, should mention he did uh, the newest part Nolly heel flip frontside blunt which is yeah, that's some serious I, I can't quite like wrap my mind around how you get the board to angle that way to get into a front blunt. So
2: Yeah, that was that was a crazy one. But um okay, so like what's the deal with all these skaters that are entering the real estate field? Like how well, does that become a thing?
0: I was thinking like a real estate agent doesn't need to have a college degree. You just need to pass the realtor exam. Right. Um, skaters for their entire lives are going around as many different locations as possible and looking at what's there, you know, the structures, how the roads are. You know, we pick up on things that most people don't. Um, And Pro Skater is essentially a marketing tool. So Pro Skaters understand marketing and, you know, schmoozing with clients and shit like that. So the Skater real estate pipeline makes a lot of sense from where I'm
2: yeah, like uh, it's funny. One of my coworkers did it. Like she got her license or whatever, and like I guess people think like, oh, this is gonna be easy. Like you just show people the house, and like it, they buy it, and, and like sells itself. But like she like moved on or whatever. So it's probably harder than it seems, I guess, on the outside. But I guess you don't really know if you're on the inside. But um, it seems like one of those things where you, you know you
0: might show somebody thirty houses until before they buy one.
2: Oh yeah. So
0: it again, it's a lot like skating.
2: <laughs> Nothing
1: happens ever. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Lots of trying and uh, minimal
1: success. Yeah. Was was Richie Mulder the original? I think he was.
0: Either him or Christian Svitak. I feel like he was very
1: early
2: in the pipeline. Whoa, I didn't know that. Ten thirty one and
1: slinging buildings.
2: <laughs> but uh, yeah, like well. For for some reason, Keller Williams appears to be the epicenter of the whole shit. But that seems to be because of Tim Gavin. Like Ga- Tim Gavin already oh, yeah. branched branched out, has his own like sub uh, sub firm or whatever kind of like back in the World estate industry days or whatever. It's like the Gavin Group. He's got he's got his little like Ruby clothing. Under yeah, yeah, he has Keller his Williams. own shit. yeah he has his own like brand under like the Keller Williams umbrella. I think it's pretty sick. But, First, what? First, was it Gavin's website where it's like, oh, there's like seven
1: former pro skaters who work for him? Because the site floated around for a little bit with like Gavin, Montoya, maybe Mulder, maybe not Mulder. But there was a grip of people. Yeah,
2: there's a there's a ton of them. There's like Gavin, I think Danny Montoya is a different, different outfit. Yeah. Richard Mulder, he's probably out more in like the IE. Yep, Like the Riverside type of shit. chafee yeah yeah i want to i want to buy a house near (laughs) Chafee. great schools (laughs) (laughs)
0: this this is in the chafee neighborhood great school lots of ledges
2: yeah and well kareem's out in texas obviously and um wait is he in real estate i believe so yeah Yeah. how did i not know this yeah that's that's news to me too yeah and then i think i think joey surreal oh yeah joe surreal Oh, just Joe? Yeah, he goes by Joe now. It's Joe Surreal. But uh, yeah, like if I was going to move out there, I would probably hit him up because like based on his Facebook or whatever, um, the types of properties that he you know deals with are more in like my price range. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, the Gav is dealing with uh, high end properties that are oh, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. well outside of my price range. Yeah, without a doubt. He's not messing around.
2: Like he's a heavy hitter. You
0: know? Yeah. I'd still I'd still hit up Tim Gavin just given our uh, our history together. I, I think he'd he might lower himself to,
1: to my level. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hold on. Our history together. I, I know I know there I know there's certain brand links, but uh,
2: Yeah,
1: I used, I used to film
0: for D V S. So yeah.
2: I, oh, know,
0: I know oh. the Gav a little bit. And he was on uh, the mostly skateboarding podcast in its first iteration. That's right. Yeah. So yeah. we're we're friendly. I'll text him when I see people talking about skate to real estate and his name comes up. Yeah. So the Gav is my guy out there when I need to get like a a vacation home
1: or whatever. Once, once the podcast goes, goes serial style.
0: Yeah. I need a vacation home with a good studio, centrally located, uh, skating distance to, uh, LA high. I don't know. I don't know what, what a good street spot in LA would be right now.
2: Uh, yeah, I don't know. Stoner? So,
0: stoner's too slippery. <laughs> so
2: yeah. Oh, Jay Qu- uh, Koreatown. Yeah, I need like a uh, a loft in Koreatown close to uh Jay Yeah, that, that's perfect. <laughs> Look it up.
0: Yeah, close to Jaquan, close to LACMA. Perfect. Have a little picnic at a little Bray of tar pits. <laughs> I'm envision I'm envisioning this lifestyle. It's it's really good.
1: Just, just move in the show to L.A.?
0: It might happen.
1: That's like the beginning of season three.
0: <laughs> if Gavin can put me in that loft, then uh, we'll make it happen. Maybe but, uh, Matt
2: Miller can get us into Beverly Hills, though. Yeah, yeah like I mean, what, like, like Christian Assoy's old house or some shit? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: we might all have to move in to, to cover that.
2: Yeah, well, that that's just what comes to mind, like. I'm not sure about the geography, like Beverly Hills and Hollywood or whatever, but that's just what yeah. But um, what's the deal with visual? Like, I looked on their website. There's no team.
0: Well, I know Joey Brzezinski's on the team. Um, Is Schmatty on the team? Oh. I believe
2: team. so. Mm-hmm. A little, little Schmatty.
1: We got a flow guy, visual flow guy, Mikey Carter, in town here.
2: Oh. Oh, oh there you Take go. care of him. Dude, oh, so they're still doing it. That's cool.
1: Yeah, I think it's, it's, uh, seems to make sense. Like that someone wrote down Cali Low Impact Tech. Yeah. The Cali Low Impact Tech sort of team.
2: Yeah. That was, that was kind of like what Expedition was. Like, you know what I mean? If you're like a kind of aging, like 90s type of tech dude. Yeah. Expedition, you know what I mean? That was in your wheelhouse. And in addition to them making some of the best pants ever.
0: Yeah, Exped- I feel like Matt Miller's always had like the like appropriate sponsors. Yeah, yeah. Yep. You know, Expedition, DC Shoes, uh, who else? I think he rode for Zoo York for a little bit. Yeah. Which maybe it's yeah, not when,
2: that cool, but yeah, when Zoo is in that weird period. Bizarro Zoo. Yeah, yeah. Bizarro Zoo. Kind of like after Zoo Sthetics. Right. And they were, you know, when they were still doing it.
1: I feel like he would have been on Planet Earth if it were 1997.
2: Yeah, it's, yeah. it's it's kind of like, you know what I mean? If you're just a little bit below like your girl chocolate, yep. uh, you're still a rip. I mean, who all, like Enrique was on there for a minute and like Richard Angelides. Kenny Hoyle. Kenny Hoyle was a ripper, dude. He was so fucking good. He's he's like the, he's he's like the alpha, alpha
1: and the omega of the like low impact Cali Tech. Though he used to jump down stuff too, but like. Oh, that. yeah, no doubt. Just like skating ledges by the beach, man.
2: Yeah, that was the whole vibe. Like, yeah, we're in Cali, skating ledges by the beach, you know, that whole vibe. Like, Matt Miller definitely did, like, really, really gnarly,
1: gnarly nose one slide hubba. Yeah, really gnarly stuff. But, like, that niche of low key, low impact Cali tech, like, <laughs> it seems like it's a maybe not quite dying zone. Because, I mean, like, schmaddy. That dude, I mean, he's incredible. and He's still doing it. Yeah. But like, it seems like Stunard. kind of like a stoner look. Like it's like it's being minimized as far as a genre within skating. Am, am am I going anywhere with that observation?
2: No, I was thinking about this like getting ready for this podcast. Is I feel like when Cherry came out, that kind of like and fucking awesome kind of blew up. That kind of shifted like the real estate on the board wall. Know what I mean? Like fucking awesome had the juice, Polar had the juice, and kids started to be into, like, you know what I mean, local companies like your Scumco or what else? Oh, yeah, Quasi. You know yeah. what I mean? So that kind of like, you know, aspirational Cali skating legends by the beach vibe kind of, you know what I mean? It didn't have the juice that it did. It was sick though, but you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like your average kid, like, they were more aspirational towards like your cherry or fucking awesome guys or whoever was ripping in their town or whatever. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I feel like also in the everybody's good era, skating ledges by the beach just isn't quite enough to break through the noise. That's my theory.
2: Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's either like you're um kind of like in the polar doing creative shit in the city or you're like super, super ledge tech, which is like you're primitive or whatever.
1: Yeah, it's almost like it just like fell through a donut hole or something because it's not quite not quite on the primitive level and definitely not on like the like rust belt euro. <laughs> yeah, you got to You got to get the rust belt in there. I don't know why.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. You said it fell through the donut hole because it re- that visual really uh, <laughs> I said visual uh, that visual really hit home <laughs> for me because it is kind of like skate ledges by the beach was the center of skateboarding. And now that center is disappearing and all those things on the edges, you know, the Rust Belt, the getting weird in the city, Europe, that all stuff that was on the perimeter is now, you know,
2: the donut that you want to eat. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, there's like they're still doing DGK. Like, I feel like some dudes who like that, uh, that Will Mazzari dude who rips, he might have been expedition, they're still doing DGK. So DGK still has some juice, I think, you know. Especially with, uh, who's that kid? Cole Haddocks from Nashville, that dude, the beast. Oh, yeah. And like all the Philly dudes. So, yeah, DGK definitely still has some juice and is out there doing it.
0: Yeah, I think with DGK, it's like still, Stevie's still at the helm, which I think is important for yeah, a yeah. brand to maintain its vision.
1: <laughs> <laughs> One of the things, I mean, in DGK's favor for sure, is it's never done anything but the same. Like, it is completely consistent like they're not messing with the formula
2: ever no it's just that like plaza culture you know what i mean that you know i mean they're still doing with like the municipal kids like your kevin billy use and whatnot so yeah that's like you know the element of the culture that you know they're all about and yeah still pretty sick
1: oh i was gonna say i gotta think you know at some point too they're still probably selling a bunch of i heart haters whatever somewhere like it seems like they've got some some tangents to bring in some loot as well
2: yeah yeah the soft goods probably is bringing in some money as well which is kind of how it is i guess or the conventional wisdom in the industry but uh yeah they still got some juice bro for sure maybe
1: we'll talk about them next week i think we might maybe a little preview there um well oh I've got one Matt Miller story that I should get in here for, for the record. All right, let's hear it. So I interviewed him for uh, the skateboard mag, New Jack. Must have been 2008, 2009. Good guy, easy to get a hold of, good interview. Love to see it. But um, he was talking in the interview at the time about how he'd be in the pool and do underwater beer bongs. And that inspired me to try an underwater beer bong Except I was, like, swimming free out in a lake. And I do not recommend anybody try that.
2: (laughs) That, Yeah, that seems like uh, a drowning risk. (laughs) I, quote-unquote, landed it. But it was one of the most rotten
1: things I've ever done to myself.
0: So did you you swallow some lake water in there as well? Or, like, inhale some lake?
1: No, I managed not to do that. But, like, between treading water... Because, I mean, I was, like, not... And I'm imagining that Matt Miller and his boys, whenever they were doing underwater beer bongs, they just like stand and go underwater. I was treading water with my legs, and um, just that whole combination, you know, maybe really, I swallowed a lot of air, is probably what I did, and that was really unpleasant. There's a lot going on. There's a lot yeah. of parts.
0: Yeah, that sounds like a, uh, I don't know, like a TikTok challenge gone wrong.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I. I, I I don't feel guilty, but it seems a little dodgy to have released the idea back into the universe after all these years. So,
0: Well, fortunately,
1: most people are going to be solo this uh, swimming season. So,
0: Or maybe unfortunately, and there'll be <laughs> nobody there to rescue them.
1: Put on a life jacket if you're going to underwater beer bomb. However that's going to work. <laughs> exactly.
2: That was, uh, wait, was that in one of the lakes up there in Minnesota? How many lakes they got up there?
1: Ooh. My buddy actually looked it up. It's like 15-something. <laughs> wow. That's the a last, lot of lakes. 15,000-something. <laughs> no, the, uh, well, I'm finding it. Was that in, was that
2: in Lake Minnetonka? God, uh, I wish I, I was in
1: those purifying waters. But uh, <laughs> no, it was Crooked Lake. Uh, oh, up right. into Brainerd Lakes, chain. you know? <laughs> we'll have the pin in our, in our show notes. Drop, <laughs> drop the pin. Oh, here it is. 11,842. And that is the count of lakes that are larger than 2.5 acres or more. So uh, shout out Bill for looking that up and sending it to me uh, a couple weeks, three weeks ago. Must have been the last time we talked about the number of lakes in Minnesota. Nice. Well,
0: I got to imagine there's a few thousand more lakes under the 2.5 acre mark. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of lakes up here, boys. Sick. Well, I'd be stoked to jump in a lake right now. Which brings us to the end of our show where we talk about what we're stoked on. Uh, Mike, what are you stoked on this week?
1: I am stoked on the return of the National Basketball Association down in their bubble in Orlando. Watched some scrimmages the other day. It's weird. It's definitely going to be different, but like, I don't know, sports coming back, NBA intrigue. I don't have to hear about like lodging logistics anymore on on the, the NBA podcast that I listen to. We're, we're going to a better place with some sports happening. Um, I'm also stoked on flowers uh, because this summer, my wife, we have some raised garden beds. And instead of planting hot peppers and a bunch of stuff like that we just can't eat, um, we did a wildflower mix. And it's about like three feet tall right now. And it's one of the better things we've ever done around the house. Because I'll just find myself like peeking out the back door window looking at those flowers and being stoked. So I highly recommend wildflower mixes. Uh, You want to get rid of some lawn, you want to beautify your neighborhood, you want to help the pollinators, do it. Jason, what are you stoked on?
2: Well, there's a couple things. Uh, Of course, Venture Trucks. I think the Venture X uh, bus crew, those local boys down here in Richmond, I think that collab comes out on Monday. So hit up your local shop or whatever. I know they're gonna have them here at a venue. But is yeah, there gonna be a,
0: an accompanying video?
2: Fingers crossed. Seems likely. Seems like that would be a thing Very that would happen. So yeah, just keep your eyes peeled, eyes peeled for that as well. Also, um, local DC video called Input is super sick. If you're into Pulaski footage, which sure if you're listening if you're listening to this podcast, you probably are. It's super sick um especially toby bennett's part this kid is like a ripper skated with him before he's a stone cold ripper he kind of has that like sushu like quick foot thing going on so he's definitely on uh, the come up as they say and he's also uh on the venture squad so there you go and also baseball baseball starts tomorrow Let's go Mets! It's gonna be weird. I don't know if they're having like cutouts or like CGI people in the stands or whatever. So, but like baseball starts tomorrow. One of my favorite things to do in the summer is like take a nap with the Mets game in the background. So, definitely stoked on that.
0: What a ring endorsement
2: for baseball! <laughs> <laughs> Tumble, what are you stoked on? This
0: uh, I am stoked on my brand new George Foreman grill. Uh, I'm like a semi competent cook, uh, so any Anything that's gonna help me with that, uh, I'm stoked about, uh, especially the George Foreman Grill because it's like you know, opening up new, new realms for my taste buds. So stoked on the George Foreman Grill. If you got any recipes, send them my way because I'm. What what you making in there? Uh, mostly I'm stoked about making sandwiches. I made some salmon in there that was really good the other day, uh, but mostly you know, butter up some bread. Throw some stuff on it, uh, including cheese, and then grill it up. It's just really fucking good.
2: Did you get like the small, like dorm size, or the bigger, the bigger one that's like the size of like a laptop or whatever?
0: Oh, we got the bigger one.
2: Yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's a ticket.
0: Yeah, cooking for two, so
2: got it. Got to have
0: that real estate. There you go. Yeah. So that's what I'm stoked on this week. Uh, that's it for our show this week. Be sure to check out mostlyskateboarding.net for links to things that we talked about and other show notes. You can keep up with us all week online. Jason, where can the people find you?
2: On the Instagram at frozencarbonite, on Twitter at carbonite1994, and writing stuff for quartersnacks.com. Sweet.
1: Mike, where can the people find you? I'm on both Twitter and Instagram at m munzenreiter Templeton, where are you on the internet?
0: I am on Twitter, at MostlySkate, and on Instagram, at MostlySkateboarding. See you guys next week.
2: Later.